Good afternoon. This is Dare to Be One podcast. Are you doing? I welcome you to the season two of our question and answer section. Taking us onto this ride is a person of Mrs. Atere Oluwa Fumi. She's a wife, a mother, and she's a medical laboratory scientist. Today, we'll be discussing on waiting time as an expectant mother. We can neglect the fact that one of the challenges in marriages is delay in childbearing. I mean, some couples have to wait for two years, five years, ten years, thirty years before they give birth. And we all know the challenges some of these couples face. So Mrs. Ateria, she's been in that shit before and she will just be sharing with us today a lot of lessons that we can learn from her. So I have a list of questions here that she will answer for us i'll just list them out number one mrs atere during your period of waiting as an expectant mother what were the challenges you faced because these days nollywood movies paint these challenges so serious is it as serious as what you see in movies number two what helped you the most during this time i mean all were the things going through your mind and also how did you counter those negative thoughts, the yeses, the rumors from people, friends, and families? And was there any time you felt so bad about what people said or what they were saying? And lastly, madam, having gone through that phase and coming out as an overcomer, what is a word of advice from you for other mothers that have been expectant? People, join me on this ride is Mrs. Ateriel. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity to share my little experience as a waiting and as an expectant mom. I really appreciate this privilege and I do not take it for granted. First, I'll start by explaining what a waiting period is. A waiting period is a period whereby we hold on with the expectation to receive and get something. A waiting period is part of life and I see it as a way, I see it as a God's tool for developing his children. As human, we all experience a waiting period in different form. Some wait for admission into university, some could wait to get a job, some wait for their car, some wait on God for a new home for their spouses. We all wait to receive from God at a particular phase of our life. And only God knows why He makes us wait. For He will never allow anything to happen without a reason. A waiting period is not a period to sit and keep our fingers crossed, but it's a time to build our dependency on God. It's a time to discover the purpose and the reason why we need what we are trusting God for. So back to my questions. My experience in close to two years of trusting God as a waiting mom. I won't say it was a simple phase. Neither was it hard. Although my desire was to have my baby nine months after my wedding. My experience as a waiting mom 
wasn't like the way we see it in movies on African magic. But the truth is, most of what happens in movies happens in real life. I will not dispute the fact that some expectant women actually go through a lot in their waiting period. Is it the way some husband and mother-in-law treat their daughter-in-law? And this made some women, the way they made some women feel insecure in their marriage. Another problem is the way our society sees a waiting period in couples' life. Societies believe. Their belief is once a couple gets married, they expect to see the wife's belly protruding after some months. They expect them to give birth let's say nine months after wedding glory to god it happens for some couple but at the same time some couple could actually wait two years trusting god five years ten years we see some couple waiting for 30 years but the bible is complete in ecclesiastes 9 verse 11 that the race is not to the swift and 11b says time and chance happens to them all so everybody have their own time and everybody's time it's always beautiful for me i didn't have any bad experience with my in-law they were very supportive they understood the place of isaiah 60 verse 22b which says when the time is right hide the lord we do it but how about the society's perception? Truly, I had my own share with people. I had experience with people who I'm not related with. I mean, outsider. And the truth is, we cannot stop people from saying their opinion. Most, especially those that never experienced what you are going through or what you are waiting for. Hmm. People will say a lot of things to make people feel bad, especially women. They, may, they know how to make their fellow women feel bad, especially once they have what you don't have. Some people are not just sensitive. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what people say. It only intensifies God's glory in one's life. For instance, there was a time we were planning a couple's angles program. So I was with a group of women. We were discussing and they were talking about where they would put their children parrots to the program. Some said they would drop them at their grandparents' house. They were, they were talking. And one woman, woman just said to me, because that day is going to be a weekend, so we planned lodging at the hotel after the program and she just said to me mrs satere okay that's my son name my husband's name mrs satere she been you to be more meaning you have not given birth so you don't need to rush home just lodge in the hotel our thoughts be more gone we are not rushing we that have given birth we are not rushing the word struck me like it it's me so bad i felt so bad another thing that happened with the same woman we were in church maybe 
a gathering, I be let's say, I think it was on a Mother's Day, I can't remember. And she asked me, when are we going to start calling you Mommy Kineko? Like, when will you become a mother? <laughs> I just smiled. I did not answer. But I felt so bad that day. I was angry. I told my husband that I was going to meet her. Maybe she didn't, maybe she did not, she's not sensitive. Maybe she did not realize the weight of what she said. Another thing that happened was at my office, a senior colleague of mine, a woman again, and this is somebody I respect so much, like from afar, I respect her. A colleague of mine got married over the weekend and that was a year after my wedding and we were talking at the office people were there she just said it loud Atere, when did you get married i paused and i said a year ago ma and she said what are you waiting for eh what is happening are you not incubating that question eats me again come and see me in my office let's talk i didn't go sumita i didn't go there were times that I would go out. There was a time I went to the mall. I saw a family friend. I hid in a corner because I didn't want this the woman to see me because I was not pregnant. It was like a year after our wedding because of the experiences I've had with people. But thank God for my in-law. Thank God for my husband who was supportive. My mother was so supportive. Thank God for my in-law. They never question what is not, what is happening, why, when is it going to happen. So that was my, that was the challenges I faced in my period of waiting. Then the question number two, you asked me that what came to my mind during the waiting period. Well, hmm, the thoughts that came to my mind truly was the thought of being barren like devil captured my mind and the question hope i'm not going to end up not having children kept coming the problem with waiting period is that from our perspective we have figured everything out and we want god to move in our time frame and god doesn't move like that god does things in his own time and because of this, we get discouraged. So with these thoughts, I was anxious, I was tensed, and I was wondering how long will this possibly take? So I decided to go for a medical checkup. When our marriage clocked a year, a year, yes, with my husband's permission. Though he was indifferent because he believed God would do it. But you know, we women, we know how to persuade our husband when we want to get something. I persuaded him and he allowed me. Since I was working in a hospital environment, I consulted a female gynecologist. Then she requested for a scan and a blood test. I went for the scan and the blood test and when the results came out, it was shocking. I mean shocking never expected it so the results of the scan showed that i have hypouterous hypouterous means 
small uterus that is small womb and the blood test too showed some hormonal imbalance then they began to query so many things hormonal abnormalities molecular monitoring different kind of things i go back to the doctor to the consultant i ask what could have caused caused it then she said it's one in hundred cases in women and that's the way my uterus is structured that if I eventually get pregnant, the chances of miscarriage is high. That a baby can't survive in my womb because it's small in size. <laughs> it was shocking. When I got home, I showed my husband the results. <laughs> I was afraid and I explained to him, my, my husband is a man of faith. Thank God for him. Then he said, what were you expecting? Since you decided to go for a medical checkup, you, sh you will definitely have a medical report. Which one did you believe, God's reports or medical reports? Then I said, God reports, God's reports. Then we moved on. I said, don't worry, God will do it. That's my husband for you. No time. It doesn't waste time. He said, don't worry, God will do it. Then we kept on praying, declaring God's word, sowing seed. And to the glory of God, to the glory of God, the same uterus from medical reports that the saints could not ca carry a baby. I got pregnant after a year and seven months in our marriage. I got pregnant. I did my first scan, and guess what? The same womb that they said could not carry a baby, I saw two babies inside his womb. Isn't God wonderful? And God helped me. I carried the pregnancy to terms, no, no miscarriage. Even when I had my baby, nothing, no sickness, no jaundice. To the glory of God. They were, they are still bouncing up to now. Give glory to God. Then the third question that you asked, you said, what are the things that helped me the most during this period? The things that helped me during this period. Number one is prayer. Since we cannot, since medical intervention could not solve what was on ground and we see God's face the more and kept praying and we've had different prophecy dream vision there was a time someone said to me that she saw me in a dream I carried a baby boy she called me mommy Emmanuel <clears throat> there was a time another person told us a prophecy that she saw me she saw me and my husband in a room filled with glory so you should lean on God so and since God says every good and perfect gift comes from him, I began to declare over myself that I am perfect. My body is perfect. My organ, my female organ is perfect. Everything about me is perfect. I began to, we began to pray. So prayer helped a lot. It's work, it works wonders in our life. Another thing we did was God's word, confession. 
we confess God's word. Anytime the devil tries to remind me of my condition, the hypothyroid condition, everything that I got from the medical report, anytime I remember, since it's a battle of words, as the devil is bringing it to my, to my mind, I'm giving it back to him with the word of God. And there are some passages that we normally quote, like Psalm 128 verse 3, which says, I confess it on myself, like that I am like a fruitful vine in the inner rooms of my husband. Psalm 1 verse 3 2, I am like a tree planted by the streams of water. I yield my fruits in season. Confession helps a lot because it stirs up our faith at that period. It stirs up our faith. Number three, that thing that we do, we sow seed. We sow seed. Myself and my husband. The time of our waiting, we sow seed. We sow seed to the orphanage. We sow seed. Most of the baby's gifts that I received during my wedding, I sold it. I gave it out. The, there, there was something that, that happened in our home. A, someone came to greet us, like a family friend of us. She had a baby. She came to, to our house with her baby. I, was not, I wasn't around. So when she was about leaving, rain began to fail. Then she asked for an umbrella. And this umbrella is part of, the, uh, part of my traditional load that I got from my husband. A new umbrella that I have not used at all. My husband went into the room and gave the woman. She gave her the umbrella. Then when I got back, rain fell. I wanted to go and get something outside. I needed the umbrella. I didn't see it. And I asked him. He said that I, he gave it to so, so, so person. I got angry. I was angry. Like, I was angry. Then he said, he only saw the seed that I should calm down. Immediately I heard seed. I just, I kept calm. Since it's a seed. And surely, indeed, we reap that seed. And another thing, what we also, what we did is to celebrate. We, we, we celebrate with people. We rejoiced. We rejoiced. We didn't allow devil to steal our joy. We celebrate with those that, we, that, that, that gave birth. We rejoice with them. We're happy for people. We rejoice with people. And another thing is communication. Communication. Myself, my husband, we, and my husband, we communicate a lot. In fact, I'm always quick to tell to tell him anything, anything. Anytime I, I, I someone says something that hurts me, I will just come home and inform him. And anytime he notices my mood shrink. He's always there to share me up, to share me up. He, he, he encouraged me, then we move on. And another thing, what we do also is we, we, we already have a name for our children. So we call their names, we call them by names, we call them forth, we pray for them. Those are the things that helped us during the period of our waiting. Then question four, you said... You asked that, having gone through this, what advice would I give a waiting or an expectant mom? Hmm. I know. I've been there. Even though for a short period, I've been there. I understood how 
what it means. Number one thing, number one advice is prayer. Prayer, that's God's factor. We cannot remove it. Prayer. Since the Bible says children are the heritage of the Lord. Children is from God. It's from God. No man can give children. No man. And prayer works wonders. So seek God's face the more. No matter your condition. No matter what you are passing through. Because nothing is impossible for God. It's the God of all flesh. What God can't do doesn't exist. It can never ever exist. So pray your baby through. Pray your baby through and you will get it. Number two is patience. Be patient. Be patient and wait for your time. Be patient and wait. You are not in competition with fellow couple or with a fellow woman. No matter who have gone ahead of you, your time will come. And your time will be beautiful. It will be glorious because everybody's time is always special and beautiful. Another thing that I will advise is confession of God's word. Have a confession daily, whether it is convenient. Be intentional, be deliberate. Because confession will guide your heart a lot. It will help you not to think about being barren. Being barren, it will condition your mind towards positive perception about yourself. Because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so it is. So condition your mind, confess God's word, have a particular Bible passage that you quote for whatever condition you are passing through in your home as a waiting mom. You can quote Psalm 128 verse 3, you can quote Psalm 1 verse 3. Just keep declaring the word over yourself. Another thing you can do is sow seed always. All kind of seeds, all manner of seeds. You will surely repeat, sow seed. Then serve God. Serve God. Get lost in the work of God. Just serve God diligently. Serve God diligently. Get busy for God and God, you will surely see God, God's hand. Another thing is rest. My advice to every waiting or expectant mom is please rest rest more rest more it's good food it's good food avoid stress because by the time your baby come my dear mothers you will be rest deprived because your time will no longer be your time only explore have fun as a couple enjoy your waiting period don't get too anxious don't get too anxious another thing is live your life Live your life. Live your normal life. Don't do not limit yourself. Don't let anything limit you. In your cycle, don't let anything limit you. Anything you want to achieve as a woman, achieve it. Don't let society put you down. Just be focused. Be focused. Live your normal life. Keep fulfilling purpose. Keep fulfilling purpose as a woman. The number eight is seek medical attention if necessary. Seek medical attention. If necessary, if necessary, I pray this experience, this little piece, bless families, bless home, and I pray for every waiting couple or expectant mom that your children will surround your table. People will rejoice with you soon. We shall be called mothers of many nations in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For questions, clarifications, comments, please reach out to me on deathbay12020 at gmail.com or on any of our social media handles. 
Thank you very much, our guest speaker, Mrs. Ateriolo Fumi. I've learned a lot from you today, and I'm sure others out there too are grateful for this opportunity. I pray that the good Lord will bless you. I'll talk to you all next week again. Till then, stay safe. Bye.